Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast Friday. Not only is it Friday, the world's crazy. And, and Jamal, we're back. Man, it's been a long time since I left you. It, <laughs> but I don't beat the step two. I, oh, oh, Aaliyah. Okay, all uh, right now. Just, I mean, just, just checking. I mean, I can. Uh, oh, <laughs> actually, I spent a lot of time with Robert last week, and uh, uh, every he, every New Jack uh, song from Guy, I'll be sure all of it. So I know my way around it. Anyway, yeah, he, he's an I'll be sure kind of brother, ain't he? He is. So um, you miss a beat, you miss a lot. I uh, yeah. for two weeks, I just was so innovate within was just great. And then all of a sudden, this whole thing, this whole virus thing, and then all like, okay, I think we're going to finish up. So we had a a nine-city, 10-day tour, and on the 10th day, we had to cancel. So we got almost all the way through it. But But, I've never seen things change from, oh, this may be not that big. Oh, the flu is pretty bad, to canceling NBA, canceling college games, canceling this, and then all of a sudden, boom, everything's, I mean, like, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. How have things been in Florida, my man? Man, about the same, man. I mean, you know, we're we're at the school level still and we are um it, it just happened so fast. Like our superintendent was like, just be prepared to come back to school uh on the on the thirtieth or whatever, and we'll be good to go. We're gonna resume as normal. Everybody's quarantined, MBA's canceled. And just life is, you know, just hanging in the balance. And like we're sitting home now, school's out here in Florida to the 15th. Yeah. I heard that the governor canceled it through um, May in yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Which we just, is, we just which got is to even May more intense. Yep. So it's kind of like, well, okay. So if we're going through, I mean, that's the end of school. You got to think about the seniors and just, and just from at every level and just, all of the testing requirements. Sure. It's just life as we know it is crazy. But you know what I I can't shake, Don? The all of the opportunities that okay. are in front of us. It's almost odd that you say that, right? So no, as it's exactly why <clears throat> so we hadn't talked in a while and I was like, hey, we, I, we didn't have any pre-show plans. We just wanted to jump right into it. But that's exactly what I want to talk about. Some of the things we're not thinking of yet. And some of the I, like I, we could do a show on the oh that is terrible. Like I literally just heard from a friend of mine, his brother had some D one baseball scholarship looks, mm-hmm. and they not only are not playing baseball, but they the NCAA told them that you know they get an extra year of eligibility. So there's a lot of outgoing seniors that won't have any opportunities for scholarships. There's SAT stuff. There's college admission. There's a lot of things we could talk about that are wrong. I get it. Right. We might circle back to that later. But I am with you. Let's think of the things that are going to come out of this that might be positive. With an right. asterisk, with an asterisk, Jamal nor I are endorsing or saying in any way, shape, or form <laughs> that, that a virus is good. It is not. However, no. things are what they are, and what good can come out of it is our focus. Absolutely. Um, let me just start by saying, like, as an educator, if you are a school leader, like I hope you are um I hope you have something inside of you that is thinking about like what are like what does this mean for the future of the kids that you have been blessed to lead right 
um, and the opportunities for them. So like, let's look at some of like the positives for some of these kids, right? It's in the state of Florida, right? I don't know much about everybody else, but I know that we just, our governors waived all required testing, right? So we're going to have a crop of students leaving us who, let's say you couldn't pass that state exam. Now you have an opportunity to graduate high school without the pressure of testing, right? So think about how many thousands of kids there are that are, you probably wouldn't have made it through this year and how that changed the trajectory of their lives because now they're going to get regular high school diplomas and we're not going to be able to disclose that, hey, this kid didn't have his test scores. Their diploma is going to say regular diploma and now they have a new opportunity in life to move forward and build something that maybe they wouldn't have been able to start building this next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, well, let, let's, let's go on even further. Like what are some of the other things that you think are on your radar that you think will change because of this? Um, I don't, I don't know that we, it doesn't seem like we have any intentions to change. I think that we want to, as at a state level, I think that we want to go and return to the status quo. I think there are. Um, Do you really think it's going to happen, though? I mean, far, I, not, not from a health standpoint. I think we're going to make different. I think we're going to operate differently in, like, as far as how we conduct health at yeah. a school, and maybe even like how we say, like, one school can have three thousand kids. They may look at class size amendments because you know space is important, right? Social distancing may impact uh, classroom sizes, right? We don't want thirty-eight kids in a classroom that fits 28. I think some of those things will change as far as like state mandates and ESSA, like you're talking Congress. I think we want to return to the status quo, but I think that this summer, right, provides an extremely unique opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. The way that they've released funding in schools, like Title I and Title II funds, they've taken some of the restrictions off of that funding which is going to allow districts, if they so choose, to purchase things for students, i.e. e-learning, right, or laptops, so that way they can access them. I know one thing that some schools do that every school doesn't have, the students have email addresses, and they are more suited to, and and they have laptops, they're one-to-one, right? That's been a big push in some states. I think some of those states are going to get those, but even this summer, with the way the funding has been released and we have a lot of flexibility, I think there's a there's an opportunity to create a um, a very robust summer program for students, uh, not only transitioning out, but students who are um, who are moving up through the ranks that are in the lower grade levels, your 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 underclassmen all the way through kindergarten to to help them. And I think this summer specifically, you're going to be able to maybe even provide some transportations or maybe even have school as normal in the summer to kind of bridge some of those deficits that are going to be created. Because let's let's face it, right? What's ended up happening now is we, we almost have a summer in the middle of the school year and we all know about the summer slump. So those are some just basic things, some opportunities that we have that are right at our forefront if we kind of put our minds to it. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, the, <laughs> I was even talking about that with my kids. Like, you're going to have a summer break. Maybe go back for a month and have a summer break, like uh-huh. did, like lengthwise. No, I, I, I think that, I don't know. I, I'm thinking that, and just hear me out. I think this is going to usher in a lot of questioning and a lot of cathartic moments. So, mm-hmm. oddly enough, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like when people had this breakthrough of, do we like in a cubicle work environment? Do we always have to have this meeting, or could this email? Could this have been an email? And mm-hmm. then eventually, some companies like figured out like you can do an email. You don't have to do as many meetings. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's happening now with this COVID thing. But mm-hmm. from a school level, I think there's a lot of parents that are going to go. That, that are are going to find that, wait, a lot of the e-learning stuff I could have gotten done. And some of my kids got done in an hour, hour and a half mm-hmm. at school for seven. And then right. they're going to think, well, maybe there's more efficient. Now, here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. In some weird way, a lot of our students, this is actually one of my greatest fears, but a lot mm-hmm. of our students are just going to be online with their, I'm using my sarcastic air quotes, friends online. And they're going to mm-hmm. be so starved for actually human interaction mm-hmm. yep that mental health is going to slide a little bit and mm-hmm. that yet and yet when they do get back they're going to value human mm-hmm. interaction and then this this whole thing because i do not think like i liked flip learning i do mm-hmm. as long as you go back and you have the human element to it so Correct. this whole thing of oh the school all schools are going to change we're going to go to online only no, I do no. not think so. And I think this is going to be that litmus test of we could do everything online. It sucks. No, you know what? Oh, man, I'm so happy you oh, I'm so happy you mentioned that. But like I was talking to my wife and I was just just evaluating like like what makes teachers special. Right. And I think we've said it on this show one, uh, before, but we'll kind of re- revisit it now. Like, like Don, your favorite teacher. Like, t- tell me, tell us about your favorite teacher real quick. Uh, Mrs. Singleton or Miss Brett. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll, sp- I'll start with Miss Singleton because she was first. She trusted me. Uh, I was always a good speller, and she gave spelling tests mm-hmm. on Wednesdays and Fridays. And if you aced the Wednesday one, you didn't have to retake it on Friday. And she would let me go down to the small library, check out a vinyl album, because, yes, I am that old, and mm-hmm. uh, draw. <laughs> she trusted me. And, like, not a lot of teachers did back then. Right. So watch this. You, you, you spoke, like, all, you were the first person to give any kind of um, – what is it called? Content and pedagogical example. But even in that, you spoke to the humanity of that teacher. You said she trusted you. Now, if everybody who's listening, if you think about like your favorite teacher, you always remember how they treated you or something that was social, emotionally connected, right? So like the thing that teachers have, we literally train people how to be better people mm-hmm. like like that's like like if you if you ever wondered what it is that you do as a teacher or as an yeah. educator you are a you're literally a person trainer if you've ever gotten to an argument or a heated discussion with a child about the quality of their work and you tried to explain to them how it works in the real world what you were doing is you were training that person the kid is late to your class. If, if whatever they're doing and you try to correct them so that way when they become older, 
like you're you're a person trainer. You you speak life into those kids. Like everyone has um, tender inside of them, and teachers are that spark that ignite the tender inside of the students, so they become the best versions of themselves. Mm. So there's something that like this is the thing that I don't care where you are, what you do. Like the reason why e-learning hasn't been successful as of yet is because only socially, emotionally well people, did I say that right? Only people who have a really good, really good mental health yeah. are able to endure the computer. People who still need that human connection, you 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 cannot replace a teacher because right. of the things that they do on a mental and emotional level. That is a soundbite like uh, no other. I love that. Man, no, I, let me sit there in a moment for that. I love that. Let, uh, let that sizzle your spirit. Well, I mean, and yeah, I mean, because like that is the human element that's going to be missing. And that's also like, that's my greatest fear. And don't get me wrong. I think that there's going to be some awesome online solutions. I think there's going to be some also like the thing. Well, heck, I like, let me take this time to talk to you about what I, I'm not sure if you saw what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, the first day that it was rumored that we might have to be out of school for a while, I got about five emails, two from people that teach, that taught similar classes to what I did. And they're like, Hey, you got anything for my students over the, over the break? And, um, talked to Hunter about it. And it took a life of its own because it's like, hey, let's just do a 10-day. Because at the, t- at the time, we were talking about being out for two weeks. I'm like, all right, let's mm-hmm. do a 10-day. You know, kind of a mindset, seeing problems as opportunities course. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of asked a couple things here and there, and I started to get to get some feedback. And I've, like, I've got the, this, like, Steve Kotler, who's among mm-hmm. my favorite authors and, you know, one of the hum- experts on flow and human performance. He's going to teach a section. The right. CEO of Uber Elevate, yes, the flying car division of Uber, he's going to do a section. Uh, the lady that was one of the, the early founders of Palm Pilot, she's going to be like, because a lot of these awesome entrepreneurs and CEOs were like, oh, man, I'll teach a course. And, and, and I love that. I love that. But to your point, I'm really hoping that the teachers will then follow up at like, I like, no matter whether they want to press play and interact with it. And actually we do have it with, this is one thing we also did. We we're starting a, a, a LinkedIn group, a closed group. So mm-hmm. the students can kind of collaborate back and forth with one another. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about it, but I also right. do know that if a teacher is not there to kind of lead it, it's going to, it, it could struggle and it, yeah. the humanity of it and the, the humans, oh, I'm being redundant, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I yeah, it's them leading that, experience that is going to be so important and man when our student and i'm not saying the students can't get along without teachers i'm not they can but yeah some of those teachers that are really vital in, in the students lives and 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 then quite frankly this really stressful time because you know the parents might be really stressed out and may they may have to go to work or or whatever um this is that relationship is sorely going to be missed right and you know the 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 thing that I think, just like I wasn't old enough to really understand nine eleven, 
Um, like when we did our 9-11 show, I remember yeah. saying that we talked about, I, I talked about like how I was watching BET, went on Six and Park and then they just shut off. And I was like, oh man, the news is on. And I shut it off. I, I was in Mississippi and no idea what was happening. Right. right. Uh, it didn't really hit me until it, in, until I was in my twenties. Right. Um, but like th- just, just how humanity changed after that. Yes. How, how the neighbor became someone yes. who was, you know, was valued like, like, like my community all of a sudden, I don't know you, but I know that you're American, but I'm here. And for I know you. that, yeah, I'm here for you. Like th- there's this sense of, you know, togetherness now with, with this virus, you know, we have to practice social distancing, but you think about, man, like I've been home with my wife and it has been the greatest thing man i'm so glad you said that like listen like i i I saw this selfie and this is the adult portion of the show so if you have kids watching this you might want to turn it off but i saw a selfie Uh, i'm not a selfie i saw a picture that the caption was after the coronavirus uh pictures after the coronavirus it was a group of pregnant women (laughs) right (laughs) because because like you think about like the restoration that is going to happen in some households. Yes. And that's going to be good for some, because like now you have to deal with your kids. Yep. Not to say that the school, you know, like we, we don't love what we do, but like you have to deal with your kids. And I also saw like a little meme that said, some people are going to realize that it's not the school or the teacher that's a problem. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was free. But yeah, the, but, the memes so. <laughs> have been strong. <laughs> that's for sure. Right. But, but you know, those, those concepts, it's like, 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 what this I say the opportunity in man like like I've had some of the most deep conversations with my wife because there's nothing on social media worth looking at there ain't no NBA on there ain't no game on no football like there's nothing it's just family I don't want to call anybody don't want to talk to anybody like me and my wife had a really good relationship but I think this has made it stronger I'm going to wrap this up because that you have made some nuggets of wisdom day. I'm going to, I'm going to highlight one person and I'm going to just affirm everything you just said. Number one, let's start off with the affirming of what you just said. I agree. I was having this discussion with two of my three children. Um, and I'm, they were like discussing, this is their nine 11, ironically enough. And she like, it's not as violent, but this is one of those things that it is a, as a community, people are like reaching out and like, are you okay, man? So in some ways, America could be at its best. I hope that that's the case. I really do. Um, secondly, I agree. I have, unfortunately, my wife is a nurse practitioner. Um, and so it's been a little touchy with that because should she be exposed, then she can't stay here and she has to self-quarantine. And so far, that hasn't happened yet. She's, uh, she's in women's health, but, you know, <laughs> I also know that when they have emergencies, they pull people from the floors that aren't emergency. And so I know that there's a chance that she may not spend every day with us. But in the meantime, it's been great. But then lastly, and I'm going to hold somebody up. Um, When you're talking about during 9-11, people started just doing what's right for people. Uh, Not not across the board. I know there are examples of bad behavior, but um, Neil Milet, I just saw online today. I've known him for a while. Uh, he lives out in rural Indiana and his heart is serving kids that don't have much. This guy on his own money, he's a farmer has gone 
keep going back to Indianapolis to big box electronic stores and auctions. And he keeps buying a computer after computer and monitor because a lot of the kids don't have decent equipment. And so he's like, if that's in your way, I'll buy it. Hmm. And uh, I saw him make a post. He's got a picture of a bunch of monitors, computers in the back of his trucks. He made yet another trip to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And this is by no means a guy that's, you know, Scrooge McDucking making snow angels in his cash. But this is a guy's like, all right, there's going to be a lot of kids that are going to be suffering and falling behind. I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So Neil Milet, I saw what you did today. I saw it. I saw it on LinkedIn. Good for you. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are doing some, you know, things that are similar. So um, if you ever want to leave us a comment or anything on Facebook or whatever, or just tweet us, you want to like highlight somebody. Yeah. What, you know, there's been some really good people doing some really good things. And yeah, we can get into rhetoric on what the president said or what the Democrats mm-hmm. said, or yeah, well, they did this this time. Mm-hmm. Okay, we could keep going back to that. Or we can say, hey, man, how you doing? You need any help? Right. That's the things that are in our control. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Good show today. That, man, that, I missed you. Let that sizzle Man, I missed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, there are times I was going to try to squeeze in a couple of them last week. I'm like, let me see if I can just do one from the road and call Jamal. But I was like, I had to do them for, I don't know if you listened to the last couple of Friday's episodes, but I was literally just talked into my phone and recorded because I wanted <laughs> to make sure the consistency was there. And yeah. I still missed, I think I missed this Mondays. It's yeah. just been crazy. Uh, I try to always hit a deadline, but boy, boy, oh boy. Man, life happens, man. There's off season to everything. <laughs> in, in some cases, really long off seasons. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. One last thing. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we, before we log off, uh, I heard they renamed Tampa Tom Bradyville. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. But, you know, hey, hey, I'm just gonna let everybody know if you wasn't with us when we were when we were uh seven what, and seven. nine and seven. Yeah. yeah, seven and seven or seven and or nine. Seven nine don't, here, don't, don't, if you wasn't with us when we were seven and nine, don't rock with us when we were eight and eight. <laughs> he's gonna put I you mean, guys, he's gonna put you guys in the playoffs. Right. We had we had the defensive player of the year in Jameis Winston <laughs> last year. He's no longer with us. Um, <laughs> he threw he threw a lot of touchdowns to the other team a lot. He did. I, I always I was gonna be funny and then say Tom Brady came to this is just mean. Tom Brady came to Tampa for the pay, the weather, and free crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's people googling that right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, congratulations to Tampa for getting the best quarterback ever. And I hate to say that because I love Peyton Manning, but I think, yeah, he hey, the Colts, the Colts got a pretty good guy, too. Oh, no one likes Phillip Rivers, though. Nobody likes Phillip Rivers. I don't think people like Phillip Rivers. So I've, I've been a Chargers fan for the longest, right? Oh, I feel sorry for him. He's a good quarterback that's never oh. been supported, except he's cranky and cantankerous. He reminds me of Dan Marino. But the man, the man can throw a football. He then the most unorthodox, ugly way he can, and he's on the money. So you listen, the Colts, the Colts, they were somebody. They were a team with Andrew Luck. You know, yeah, y'all might win 
four games next year with your, with, with your boy and make a little playoff run. He's been there before. Yeah. They and he beat Peyton Manning one year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Philip Rivers is really good. He just – he's not likable. <laughs> well, you got to love him now. I do. We don't got to like him. We got to love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, yes, that's enough for today's episode. We appreciate you again. If you want to highlight somebody, let me know, and uh, we would love to highlight them. But uh, other than that, for a long-lost episode of Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetrick. So happy we're united. Telling you, there's opportunities everywhere. Be safe, be healthy, spend some time with your family and loved ones. We'll see you.